Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. I'm Meredith. And I'm Erin. Oh my gosh, it's the wife episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's the week of wives. <laughs> it's the week of wives. Wives week. Yes, welcome. Tomorrow welcome, we'll have welcome. on our second wives as well. And then the <laughs> third one's on Wednesday. Chris, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking my wife dead in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's looking at mine, too, but tomorrow it'll be a different wife. Mm. So just so mm. you know. I'll just bring a different personality. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that's good. Uh, our guests this week are Aaron McMillan, Professor Aaron McMillan, and my wife, Meredith Howell. Welcome, everybody. Thank hello. you. Hi, hello. Aaron, welcome. Since you're not my wife, I'm going to talk to you first. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for letting Chris do this podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to uh, have him busy. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and for years, I've been wondering what the hell to do with all his encyclopedic knowledge of movies. And this is it. This is his calling. So I'm really happy. Well, you figured out what to do with your encyclopedic knowledge. What do you do again? What are you a professor of? I teach film theory and screenwriting along with some English classes. So. Well, we are real big into film theory on this podcast, <laughs> right, Chris? Oh, you know it. <laughs> and Meredith, what do you do? I ask people for money. <laughs> oh, it's very timely. It's like the John Mulaney uh, stand-up. You ask people for money that already went to that school? Yes, exactly. After they've paid tuition for four years, I come back a few years later and ask them for more money. <laughs> can I, That's fine. Can I ask them how to get a job to give them the money so I can get paid enough to donate back? I've always <laughs> wondered about that. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. There's no in-between. <laughs> Well, welcome. This is Minute 96. This minute begins with some classic Jim-splaining and ends with Jim's quoting scripture. Guys, we're in it. We are in We're in the last parts of the minute, and we're in the last week of Claire. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we will no longer have to talk about Claire here in a little bit. Yeah. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. I will see you later. I'm to live. No. Le pant. Yes, I, th- I, I think that's what was missing from, from her, her entire performance was the... The pepperly puniness of it all. <laughs> le pant, le sigh. Well, she is being she is being <laughs> she is being attacked by a uh, older, grosser person. So that he is the, he's, <laughs> he's the, the Pepe Jimmy. Jim is the Pepe Le Pew to yeah. mm-hmm. her Claire the sex cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, did she ever have a name? No, sex I, cat? This, I don't know. Did she? I have to look that up. Le Pur. Yeah, Le Pur. Le Pur. <laughs> le pant. Le pant. <laughs> Well, as we left uh, last week, Jim has barged in from waiting inside of a electrical closet. He's got a gun brandished. He's holding it out and pointing it at uh, Ethan. And this is yet another scenario where Jim seems to always think he's like super cool and has everything under control. Mm -hmm. But this is something else he has did not control and he didn't see this coming. No. So he was, we, we talked about it last week. He waited in the box while Ethan came in in a gym mask. And and knew and he knew what was going to happen. This is very gimp. That's what I said last time. That Jim's very dressed up like the gimp, and it's like some weird menage a trois sex thing that Ethan is dressed up like him, and it's just it's all very strange. Yeah, we can queer theory the heck out of this one. He's not really good at planning missions. I'm amazed he's lived to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a spy. We're, we're now at the culmination of this is the third plan just in this movie of his that's gone wrong. Oh, third. God, you're right. Yeah. Third. He's had Count three, three. plans. Yep. The first one was to steal the Noculus. He didn't know that it was a duplicate. It was a uh, dupe. Mm-hmm. And the second one was the plan to get Ethan to steal the Noculus and then 
grab it from, get it from him in some way. Mm-hmm. And that's this. And then this third one is having Ethan give the money over to him and he kill Ethan. And then Ethan still takes the fall and he still stays dead. Do you think that he became a terrible spy after he tasted the goods? Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll, we're going to unpack that. <laughs> that sentence. Oh. This this minute has we've had some upsetting minutes. <laughs> yeah, this one this one's pretty bad. I mean, it's just it's like the words coming out of his mouth are just not not enticing. Now wait wait let's give credit where credit is due. This is excellent screenwriting. No, I give it that. Oh, Robert really? Town did a, did a good job with it. It's just this is Chinatown level. Yeah. This is this no, is no no no. I this, it's so creepy. I that's think what that I John mean. Boyd was improvising. That, oh <laughs> oh okay. There could be that. You think you think there's some uh, there's some awesome outtakes where he's like, I've tasted the goods, and everyone off off camera's like, Oh, oh God, God no! Jim her, her name uh, John her name is Claire, not Angelina. Oh God, oh, I'm not even. Uh, I'm not. Oh. Yeah, the, the original line was, I knew you would fall for it because she's wonderful. And John Voight thought he could punch that up a little bit. And <laughs> give it a little texture. Put a little stank on it. Yeah. Like only John Voight could. Well, yeah. He says that he knew Claire's feminine wiles would work on Ethan. And he knows because he's tasted the goods. Good. Like Meredith said. And that's uh, that's disturbing on every level. Mm-hmm. And is that's there- one of the reasons why we're happy that you guys are with us this week. Mm-hmm. Because this is the first interaction that we've seen with them as a couple since minute three or four. And that was barely a couple in that. Well, it, I guess it Wait. was a couple because he was telling her how to drive. Yeah. So, right. But that he was, was right explaining. Af- that was right after who put who's thumb in whose mouth? What? The mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, he put, he, uh, Ethan put, this is how this Ethan all started. Ethan put, yeah. <laughs> this was mouth thumb. Mouth thumb. Then, that was it. Then, there, then there were hand masks. Yep. <laughs> then there were face lips. <laughs> and, and now we're to Claire Goods. The Claire, Claire Goods. Goods. She, has she has a type. Everything yep. is Let's talk about that. Tasty. Meredith, you sometimes say there's a lid for every pot. <laughs> is this what you meant? This is a disgusting lid for her <laughs> untalented pot. It, it, it seems like he's a big pot and she's like one of those little lids. That <laughs> it just falls right in. It just doesn't work. She is know? very tiny in that three shot. You notice just how tall John Voight is and just how teeny tiny she is in order to make Tom Cruise look tall. Yeah. She has to In be order to minuscule. make Tom Cruise look tall, yes. they have Tom Cruise standing five feet closer um, to the camera. Yes. I was going to say, it's like forced perspective. Yes, like the forced Hobbits. perspective and an apple box. And yeah. she's way in the pack, like this little teeny tiny fairy creature. She's actually right next to John Voight, and Tom Cruise is like a mile in front of them. Okay, but let's talk about the lighting here. This is classic film noir lighting. Yep. This is fantastic. It is. All eyes. Absolutely. So we've got um, a film noir triangle. You've got film noir lighting. Then you have, so right here, this is like the, the fantastic, um, eye lighting. You always have the, the light across the, the Obi-Wan the, across. Yeah, the, the Obi-Wan across. across, if you will. And then you've got, um, the classic femme fatale, you know, the, causing the demise of the male. We all know De Palma loves Hitchcock and Hitchcock was basing a lot of his stuff on the pulp film noir of the era that came before him. So I think this is probably one of my favorite minutes of the whole film. One it's of shot really well. Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. Everything on the train is wonderfully shot. The scenes earlier on the train actually remind me of Hitchcock movies because they're so well lit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how they would have those establishing shots where um, they'd be on these, where there'd be very little shadow. Yes. Yeah. 
and then they would change the whole tone of the movie by Mm -hmm. switching to one of these scenes where in the cargo and all the lights are only little slits that go onto their eyes or on like strangers on a train yeah Yeah, exactly and then as we get into the later minutes when once he gets once they get on top of the train it becomes very north by northwest and even a little bit of vertigo in the sense that it's this steamroller of a chase where they're going in one direction and the the, the background is going in another direction, so it just builds the tension up even more so, especially because they're on a speed train on this one. Well, think about this. They're just in a room, three people talking, and there's a tremendous amount of tension. And not just because the tall male who just came out of the closet is holding a phallic symbol <laughs> towards the other male. <laughs> wow, there's so much to unpack there. Yeah. That's what she said. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I love this minute. Are, are, are we going to keep going with that first line? That... Ooh. the the fact the fact that he says that and almost in this entire scene except for where um it's paused right now um her mouth is open yes her mouth is wide open for most of this this minute which really bothers me about actresses when they're mouth breathers i just mm, i just want to somebody take that up claire's manuel beret's default face yeah i was gonna say it's just a resting guppy face even look resting, right there. Resting sex doll face. That's yes, what that's what it is. That's yeah. what. Yes. Yes. It's resting sex doll face. It's like Ooh, real doll right there. Just, you know, I'm going to blame De Palma on that one. Yeah, that's that's definitely the Palma. That's thing. a De Palma thing. Well, he, and it's hard when you watch the rest of the scene. There's more going on, and I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. There's more going on with Tom Cruise's expressions than on her. It's almost as if he's giving her cues as to how she should be acting mm. by by mirroring, you know, you see what I'm doing here? This is how I'm feeling. This is how you should be looking. She and got then, outacted by Tom Cruise. No, don't pick on my Tom. Please, I've had a crush on him since I was young and saw Legend and it was just like, that was it for me. Well, he was beautiful in Oh Legend. my God, yes, he was exquisite. Oh, wow. He, he's really good at what he does. He I mean, I is think, the best at what he does. This is also the end of the movie. And I think he, I definitely think you're right. You're right, Meredith. He's good at this now. At the, yeah. By the end of this movie, we've talked about his, his uh, uh, moving through this character. This is yeah. the moment when he finds his character. You see it. You hear it. It is. He even, I mean, I think he out talents. Well, I don't, you know, I'm not a John Voight fan, but I mean, he's what? just, he's, he's, he's <laughs> owning that room. Wow, he was brilliant, Anaconda. But I mean, oh my Anaconda. god, I just watched Anaconda I was say you were just, the other day. He just had yes. that on at the bar. I was <laughs> like entranced. He owned that it was river. Jaws with a snake. He owned that river. He did. Uh, the ponytail. He's rocking it. And that horrible accent. Oh, oh my god. god. Anyway, <laughs> he was like doing his Pacino. Well, okay. John's been amazing in some some of the older work. You know, seventies, eighties, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Mister Voigt, please. Mister Voigt. Oh, we're friends. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, you guys were very right about the maverick of uh, Tom Cruise in the beginning of this film and him finding his footing and finding the character. And this is it. The looks that he gives in this minute, the tone of his voice, the pitch, the like the, the steely eyes, uh, the figuring things out. I mean, you see it in Rogue Nation. Yeah, this you is, see it yeah. over and over again. It's that vulnerability, that feeling like, uh, okay, the, all that cocky just came crashing down. He's been had. And he, exactly. yeah, by John Voight, the guy who can't get any of his missions to work. And he's been had. <laughs> John Voight, terrible spy. <laughs> yeah. And now he's worse than that. I mean, this is got, this is a huge crushing blow to his ego. Yeah. This is definitely the Ethan that we see from, from Mission Impossible 2 all the way up to Rogue Nation. And 
even what we're seeing in in Fallout now, you know. Absolutely. This is And he's got his he's got his uh hair that he had in Legend in 2. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he has that long yeah. creepy hair. I am not looking forward to 2. <laughs> you you and me both, sister. Okay. I love his hair. I love everything about him in two. Two is the reason that women come to see Mission Impossible films. So I, you got to stop. Yes. Whoa. Mission Impossible two. That's the reason. <laughs> two, this whoa. one didn't bring women in. I'm sorry. This is like a feminist nightmare. Like you're not attracting a female oh, yeah, audience. This movie. Well, that, that, that's definitely a De Palma <laughs> thing right there. <laughs> And I love De Palma. Chris, but yes, sir. You should yes, sir. ask Aaron to take one of your 9,000 DVDs that you have of this movie and take it into her class and teach it. Because this one is a good one to teach. Hey, writers, don't write women like this. It's bad. That's for Here's sure. Here's why. And that then is- show him, then show like, and then once Fallout comes out, hopefully it's, you know, kick ass and we The opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think with, with Ilsa Faust, you can't get away from, mm-hmm. from that now. You can't take her away from what she was. And make her something like this anymore. You can't do that in any of these films at all. You know, it's just, and if they do, it's, I, I'd be, I'd be very surprised that they tried to do that. You'll and lose this minute ends with, with Jim uh, quoting scripture. He says, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, which he paraphrased. You know, that's not actually the, t- the commandment. Do you guys know what the, that actual commandment is? No, what is it? You shall not covet your neighbor's house, wife, or property. You're second. <laughs> <laughs> of course we are. To house. <laughs> But aren't they the same as property? Well, I mean, they are. So and that's it, kind of redundant. redundant. It's yes, completely exactly. redundant. Well, this is a good place to have the tech of the app because we've got a lot of tech in this episode. <laughs> we have we have no tech. It's yet again. This uh it's going to be a gluttony of uh of tech for the last five minutes of this movie. But the, this next three minutes is, is pretty brutal. So let's start. Uh, we'll start with our guest. Meredith, I'm looking you straight in the eye. What would be your tech of the app for this episode? I think um, it's Claire's dentist because her mouth is open the entire time and her teeth mm-hmm. look excellent. And I know that that takes time, effort, and technology. I like that. Okay. Do we, do we all agree that Claire has nice teeth? We've never actually talked yes. about Claire's teeth. Yes. They're gorgeous. Are they nicer than Tom's with that one tooth no. that goes in the middle? No. Tom no, no, is no. adorable. I like crazy Snaggletooth. Yeah, I love Snaggletooth. Nothing is better. Than, I'm kind of sad he changed his teeth and got Invisalign, but made him more handsome, damn it. But they were worse <laughs> off right. before Jerry Bruckheimer got a hold of them. So. All right. my Yeah, true. My tech of the week would be the- um, Aaron, I have not called on you yet. You're out of order. Shoot. <laughs> Remember, property. <laughs> damn. Oh, you're right. Property. I'll wait my turn. Like a proper one. No, please. No, it's your turn, Aaron. Oh, oh, he's coveting now. Okay, fine. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I would say. When thank you, I appreciate the turn. Um, I'd say it is the uh, makeup artist who was in charge of plucking Tom's eyebrows because they're impeccable. Eyebrows are nice. They are impeccable. There's no unibrow, no evidence of unibrow, and uh, there's 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 a harsh spotlight on the eyebrow. Uh, and the eyes are just gorgeous. Look at them. They're mesmerizing. And they're still manly. Mm. They're, those are manly oh, brows. so manly. Those so aren't easy. Manly. I have never, ever gushed this much about Tom Cruise ever, but no one's ever asked me. So, yes. No, you so, have. I've heard it. Okay, you've yeah, asked I've, me. I've asked. No one's, yeah, no so. one's asked me on a podcast. So this is a <laughs> wonderful opportunity for me to gush yes. about. Yeah, now it's, now it's on the record. It is. Yep. It's official. I love him. <laughs> all, all, of our, all of our listeners will hear it. 
Chris, what about you? Uh, I was either going to say the force perspectives that they use to shoot it or the animatronics that are, that are keeping Claire, um, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, it man, took like part- eight, Jim- eight people to, to run it and Frank Oz just to get her to get that, that expression. So <laughs> you hear Brian Hinson on the background. Hey, move it all <laughs> Do not talk about where anyone's hand might be, okay? <laughs> I don't need to. It's implied. That's how she's got that open mouth thing. Someone's Muppet coveting, hand. actively Ethan coveting. Ethan, I've tasted the goods, and they taste like felt. <laughs> and plastic <laughs> rubber and silicone. And, and man hands. Oh, Sweat, sweaty hands. My tech oh. of the app is probably going to have to be uh, the baggage... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much baggage. <laughs> it looks <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> clean. There, that thing was lousy with people. I guess it's a commuter rail. It's the, it's, yeah, it's the clean. Say, it seems like it's you a commuter what? rail. Guys, I don't know why they have a. I know we've been talking. We've been talking a lot about sex, but I gotta say, this caboose is pretty clean. It's a pretty clean caboose. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of room to move around in there. There's three people in there. It's probably more than it really it needs, roomy. but yes. it, it's. I am very excited. That they um, that they were able to use this, and everyone seems comfortable, so no one's being forced. No. Although no. Jim was jammed into that one little hole, but other <laughs> yes, than he that, was. I think I think the clean caboose is my. And that, in a nutshell, is queer theory. Thank you, Jonathan, for <laughs> that wonderful, <laughs> elucidating example of queer theory. <laughs> jammed in a Very hole. Very Foucault of you. <laughs> yes, Foucault, yes, yeah. it does, has nothing uh. to do with gay or straight. It just has to do guys, with guys. You guys are making this podcast odd. way too like like normal and mainstream and like really smart and <laughs> well well. Uh, I can't help that you well said something very very accurate about queer theory. It's anything odd that uh, is queer. It's not necessarily gay or straight. Um, that it's gender bending and uh, the fact that he wanted Ethan to taste the goods. He, he's a bit of a swinger. He's a bit he, of a swinger. He's got that cocoa thing down. And and that down. is. That is that's queer theory right there. Yeah, exactly. Sharing your wife and he's getting gonna be turned swinging on. in some of the scenes we see this week. Well, yes, he's more he dangling, but dangling. he's a dangler. He's a, yeah. he's a dangler. Well, great. That was a great tech of the app. Uh, let's see. Can we, let's pick one. Since we're getting close to the end. Let's pick with our favorite of that. Are we going to pick it's the thing that was uh, actually something from the movie, <laughs> or are we going to pick some goofball stuff that we said? I like the emotional baggage you mentioned. Yes, I, I thought that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Unless you're talking about literal baggage, I'm not sure. No, it sounds smarter if I was doing emotional baggage. So yes, that's what I was talking about. I no, knew it. wasn't. He was talking about the lack of luggage. Shut up. <laughs> no, we didn't smart. get into... Not the, like people we, say. No shiny Samsonite. Uh, no. Th- but, that's uh, next episode. Is that tech? Oh, that's we've tech. Uh, we've gone off the rails on what tech is, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Chair was tech in one episode, so come yep. on. Yep. <laughs> This is great. I hope you guys will be here tomorrow. You do live in, you live in my house, Meredith, and Aaron, you live with Chris. Is that true? You guys still I, uh, I know pres- where she lives. Yeah, you know where I, I know live. where she lives. He it's can find good. me. <laughs> I, she's got a tracking device. It's all good. <laughs> I am your property. I have to have GPS at all times. If I'm done with the dishes and the mopping, I'll, I'll try and stop by tomorrow. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to bake a pie. <laughs> Barefoot. Well, if you'd like to taste our goods, please come to Facebook. <laughs> To the Impossible Minute Force, where we got the best goods, and they taste awesome. <laughs> Meredith's just shaking your head no. This is what happens when I'm not supervised. I make bad decisions. Oh. Uh, you, you can also find us on Twitter, 
you can also find us uh, where we'll talk any theory you want, queer or not. And you can, f- uh, and we're also at. <laughs> Don't you have a, a Patreon or something like that too? <laughs> I would love that one. Oh, we also have a Patreon. We also have a Patreon. Guys, guys, we have a Patreon. Yay. That's right. We have a lot of different awesome. levels. Um, uh, levels. F- I should probably actually look these up before tomorrow and remind myself of what the numbers are. <laughs> We've had one Patreon who's come to us. To be fair, we only announced it to a couple of people and we got one already. That would be Daniel. Name, last name redacted. That's going to be our new way of saying people's names because I don't want to say their last name. Wipes clean. So, Expunged. That sounds just, spy no, worthy, right? Expunged. That's for the Wipe next, clean. That's for Mission Daniel, thank you so much for your contribution. <laughs> it was one of the largest contributions. And on our Patreon, if you give the largest amount for just one month, that's $20, one time, you will be allowed to watch a movie that Chris and Aaron produced back in college and that I starred in. And Meredith was Aaron's in it, too. She knew I was I'm doing in it, too. It. She wasn't in it. I was there. I was, the no, Meredith time. was there. I had to watch it. I know she was there. But and Aaron was actually in it, too. I, Jonathan, yeah. did you forget your head yes, vixen? I know Aaron was in it. was in it. I, was, I, I know, but I thought the producer's title would be cooler. Oh, oh no, I want it all. I'm greedy. I'm oh, like Tom oh, Cruise. yes. And Aaron I, was also I, in it. I was starring in it. I was producing it. I think I wrote it and maybe directed. No, I'm kidding. No, I was just producing and I was in it. You were producing and you were in it. You wrote a couple yep, of jokes. Oh, you, you choreographed it. You I choreographed, choreographed it. it. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. It. You did choreograph did. it. Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> Patreon. If you give the, to the highest tier, we're going to watch this movie live and comment on it. Neither I have not watched it in twenty some odd years. So this. Oh, is, I watch it at least once a, a year. A tr- yeah. What? Why? <laughs> because I'm I'm, I'm really? writing a sequel. Yeah, we have a kid that likes it, and oh. my mom. Oh, it's Son my mom's favorite film of ours. Son of Toastmaster or Son of the Toastmaster. Toastmaster. The Toastmaster. So yes, yeah, like join us at Patreon and see see all the different rewards we have. Thank you so much for coming, ladies. Meredith, You're Aaron, welcome. we You're really welcome. appreciate it. Aww. We'll see you tomorrow, Fair okay? <laughs> thank you. That's not how we usually sign off. I know. I'm just saying okay. thank you right. for the first episode of Wife Week. I've been Jonathan. I've been Mrs. Jonathan. I've been Chris. I've been Mrs. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> this minute will self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs> 